0: so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire.
1: Peace be with you. Friends, what is it about a voice? A voice moves us and affects us in a uniquely powerful way. You can read even very beautiful words, and be moved by them. But there's nothing like hearing those words read by a living voice. Think of the difference of reading lines of Shakespeare and then hearing Derek Jacobi or Ian McKellen recite them. I mean, there's power, power just in reading the words of Shakespeare, but when you hear them read by a great Shakespearean actor who knows how to use the voice— there's just something unique. Frank Sinatra was called the voice. How come? Well, his singing just had this soul-searing quality. The timber of his voice was was thrilling. It was a bit like the timber of a cello. Even the uh the uh, older Frank Sinatra, there was just a quality to his voice that immediately got your attention and it communicated something of the soul in a way that few other singers were able to do. My mother is a particularly rich voice. It's a rather deep voice for a woman and very expressive. And I can still hear very vividly the tone of her voice as she would read to me when I was a child. It still kind of echoes in my mind. When the young John Henry Newman was trying to find his way religiously, when he was torn between his Anglican roots and the Catholic Church, he determined that only the Catholic Church claimed to have a living voice of biblical interpretation, capable of settling disputes. Newman knew the Bible itself was subject to all kinds of interpretations. For a time, Newman felt that The ancient fathers of the Church, they would be the criterion for interpretation. But he said, however great they are, they're not a living voice. The Catholic Church alone claimed, in the voice of the Pope and the bishops, to have just that voice that could say yes or no, true or false. Newman also observed that the conscience— troubling, illuminating, soul-changing, frightening, reassuring, is properly referred to as a voice. We speak of the voice of the conscience, but we don't speak, for example, of the voice of my artistic sensibility. You know, if something in me says, no, that's that's not a beautiful work of art, I don't say it's a voice speaking to me. Yet the conscience, precisely because it is so vivid, so soul-searching, I refer to it as a voice. Now, in the gospel passage for today, Jesus compares himself to a shepherd and the church to sheep. A familiar enough comparison, but listen. And the sheep hear his voice as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. This is a very familiar scene now in the ancient world. The shepherd calling to his sheep, maybe by name or just by a particular vocalization, and the sheep would hear that, and they'd follow him. They would not follow other voices. Something else, too, that's really interesting, and I don't know if um, you've heard a lot of uh, the bleating of sheep. Sheep have a voice that's disturbingly like our own voice. It can be an almost human cry. I remember many, many years ago, I was on a retreat in France, and I was in a a guest room in the retreat house, and I heard what sounded for all the world like a plaintive human voice crying. What it was was a sheep that had fallen into a, a little pit or something and was just crying out for its shepherd. Well, see, people in ancient Israel would have known this play of voices very well. So that's now the image that Jesus shares with us. The sheep hear his voice as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leaves them out. See, here's the point. It's so easy and, frankly, tempting to render God abstract. He's a distant first cause. He's the force of Star Wars that runs through all things. He's the sum total of my hopes and aspirations. Abstract enough But the disturbing message of the Bible is that God has a voice. Now, I don't mean he has vocal cords. What I mean is that the true God communicates with us personally, directly, powerfully, and with moral purpose. He has the effect on us that a voice has on us. Mind you, the Hebrew prophets don't speak in the manner of Greek philosophers offering abstract arguments. They say, thus says the Lord God of Israel. It's a voice. It's a speech. According to the Bible, the world didn't come into existence through chance or dumb necessity, but rather it was spoken into being. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God is a person who knows us personally and who addresses us out of love. The psalmist says in that beautiful Psalm 139 Lord, you search me and you know me. You know my rising and my resting. You discern my purpose from afar. Before ever a word is on my lips, you know it, Lord, through and through. He knows our voice, and we hear his voice. That's the rapport between us and the true God. What's implied, of course, in this beautiful image is that we've been built to hear his voice. We are by nature ordered to God. We are born to hear Him. One of the most basic truths now you can know about anthropology. Who are we as human beings? We're people who were born to hear the voice of God. This is why we respond when the Word of God is announced clearly to us. This is why the Bible, this ancient text, peculiar in so many ways, puzzling, strange in so many ways, but why the Bible has this compelling power. What is it about the Bible when we hear these words that we respond, that something in us stirs? It's because we were born to hear these words. We're like the sheep who recognize the voice of the shepherd. And this is why everything else And everyone else that promises to give us life is, in fact, as Jesus says here, a thief and a robber. It's very powerful. Now, stay with that image. Again, think of the sheep who are listening to all kinds of sounds and voices, but they hear the one voice of the shepherd. That's when they follow. Anyone else who's trying to lure them is a thief and a robber. Now apply it to our situation. There are a million voices competing for our attention. Sex and pleasure and money and honor and titles, the esteem of others, academic degrees, on and on. What are those? They're voices calling to us, calling us out to follow them. But we are like those sheep who are destined to hear the voice of the shepherd. See, all those things are fine, as I've said a thousand times before, but none of them is the voice. And when we give ourselves to them in this absolute way, they actually rob us of life. You see why Jesus calls them thieves and robbers. This is why we should run away we should hold still. We should not respond to these alluring voices. Okay, you say, I'm, I'm with you so far. I, I see all that. But how is the voice of God, the voice of Christ, heard today? It's a good question. I find in my work in, uh, in speaking and giving retreats and so on, this question comes up all the time. Okay, Father, that's all great. But how do I hear it? Here's some suggestions. Through the scriptures, through the teaching of the church, through the lives of the saints, through the liturgy, and especially through the conscience, which Newman called the aboriginal vicar of Christ in the soul. Let me say just a word about each one of those the scriptures. How many, especially of us Catholics, have put the Scriptures away? Maybe we got a Bible in the house somewhere, but we hardly ever read it. We're not acquainted with it. We don't study it carefully. How about the teaching of the Church? Do we just set it aside, one voice among many? The lives of the saints. Do you read the lives of the saints, study them? Find a saint who's like you in personality and style? How about the liturgy? 70 percent, 75 percent of Catholics in our country stay away from the liturgy on a regular basis. And then I wonder, why I don't hear the Word of God? Well, that's where you hear it. The conscience. In so many ways, the conscience is dulled in our time, isn't it? Oh, it's all hang-ups. It's old Freudian repressions. No, no, the voice of the conscience. And we've all got it. We all know it. That aboriginal vicar of Christ is one of the ways that the voice is heard. You know, as post-Freudians, we can worry excessively about guilt. Well, I'll grant you, there is weird neurotic guilt. But not all guilt is of this type. I mean, some guilt is the result of a robustly functioning conscience. When you've done something cruel or deeply selfish or manipulative or sexually dysfunctional, when you've turned away from God, you walked away from the mass, forgotten to pray, You've entered into a way of life that's displeasing to God. Well, your conscience speaks to you, and it speaks with all of that integrity and power and personal connection of a voice. So does the Mass. So does the Bible. So do the lives of the saints. Listen to them. Listen to them. It's Christ speaking to you. Just a last detail We hear, when he has driven out all his own, this is the shepherd now, he walks ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. The shepherd of our souls is not a God who makes arbitrary demands upon us from on high. Rather, he's one who has walked our walk, even to the point of dying our death. Whatever struggles we face, he's faced. Whatever dark path we have to walk, he's already walked it. Jesus, we hear in the letter of the Hebrews, was tempted in every way that we are, but did not sin. Can I suggest, friends, that's a shepherd that we can follow. That is indeed a voice to which we can listen. And God bless you.
0: I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love.
1: Father Robert Barron is combating the crisis of faith in our culture. Father Barron's expanded website can deepen your faith, give you new insights into scriptures and help you become a better Christian. Go to wordonfire.org and tap into Father Barron's compelling videos, sermons, articles, and much more. Wordonfire.org. Connect with one of the Catholic Church's best messengers every day, everywhere.